Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is Game Changers with Purpose, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and business strategies to transform industries. And importantly, they'll discuss how these technologies and strategies can shake up the status quo in your company's future and help your organization move in exciting new directions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the Game Changers, you're in the right place because this is where the best run. I have that on good advice and we always deliver. Let's see what the buzz today is on the street and all over the world. I have a quote from Puneet Renjan at Deloitte and here's the quote. An organization's culture of purpose answers the questions of who it is and why it exists. They have a culture of purpose beyond making a profit. So let's just let that sink in. And as the gentleman just announced, this show is Game Changers with Purpose, presented by SAP. So that's going to be our theme today. So let's get into it. A little little information for you. What if your company says, we're a company with purpose, we have a purpose, we have a reason we're doing good around the world, and you just put it on your website, in your marketing materials, in your PR, you're tweeting it and blasting it all over your Facebook page, and you're holding forums or fora, perhaps is the plural, on LinkedIn, you're saying, we're a company with purpose, but, okay, let's dial that back a little. Are you really ready to do something about that word, to fulfill the purpose? Because, you know, sometimes purpose is great, but it doesn't go directly to your company's bottom line. You have some choices to make there. Let's flip it on the other side. Let's say you're a person with purpose, meaning a worthy cause. It could be trying to cure a horrible disease. It could be something that happened to somebody you know. It could be almost anything, and you can benefit from a company supporting you. Maybe you need their technology. Maybe you need funding. Maybe you just need people to come and help you out. How do you find the right company? How do you convince them? How do you present your plan so that they'll partner with you and you could do the purpose thing together? Well, the answers may surprise you. And I have a panel of three. I'm going to call them experts. It's hard to say experts on purpose, but let's just say these three are deeply involved with purpose. They're fulfilling it. They're living it. They're walking the walk. In one case, they're biking the ride and talking the talk. Let me tell you who they are, and then we'll get started. First up, it will be my pleasure in a moment to introduce John Matthews. He's been on radio with us before, Global Vice President at SAP. Joining him is Fred Yentz, New title, President of Strategic Partnerships at Telit, T-E-L-I-T. He'll tell us what his company does. And another returning guest, Ashley Tully, Channel Marketing at SAP. So welcome to my panel. I know you're all busy, and we're grateful that you are here. So John Matthews, Global VP at SAP, has sent us a quote that dates back to, John, I know you were surprised by this, John Haywood. Uh, he lived from 1497 to 1580, an English dramatist, writer, known for his plays, poems, and collections of Proverbs. He's known as a playwright. He was also a musician and a composer. And interestingly enough, his son was the poet Jasper Haywood, and his grandson was the poet and preacher John Donne, D-O-N-N-E, a very famous English poet. But what's significant to John about this quote is that his late mother, Kathleen Matthews, chose this as one of her favorite quotes. It's five little words that pack a punch. Many hands make light work. John Matthews, how are you? I'm great, thanks, Bonnie. How are you today? 
I'm delightful. Thank you so much for asking. We have a lot to talk about on the show, but let's talk about these five words that, as I say, really have a lot of punch to them. Why was this your mother's favorite quote? And why don't you give us a little background about part of the reason you're here today to talk about purpose? Go ahead, John. Um, sure. Mom, um, mom was born in Ireland. Um, she had six kids, and when she came over here at a young age, uh, she came over with a sixth-grade education um, she married my dad, who was one of 13, and the family grew up during the Depression. Um, and dad did everything he could by holding down four jobs. And, and frankly, as a family, we struggled every day to make ends meet. Mm. And we all had to do a little more uh, each and every day to help each other out. Um, and basic things like m- making sure we paid our high school education, part of our high school education. So. Everybody had to do their part, and, and these five words became the mantra of uh, the bike ride that I did last year. Um, I, I was not a biker. Um, I had mm-hmm. ridden 70 miles maybe three times in my life, and maybe a total of 1,000 miles in the first 50-plus years of my life, and, mm. and now I was going to ride 70 miles close to 50 times and go over 3,500 miles, which, wow. which we did last year. So for me, I needed a lot of hands. To, to help me get this done, I needed some experts, um, people who knew how to uh, who knew how to cycle. I needed trainers. I needed nutritionists, and I needed a lot of people who would simply help me get across the country. Whether they were riding with me, whether they were driving the van that supported us the entire time, mm-hmm. uh, whether it was building the plan around videos or social media or what route we would take. So. I never would have gotten uh, gotten the ride done last year unless the hundred plus people did their part to to make this uh, a successful ride. John, it sounds like you're very good at telling the story, presenting it in a compelling way, convincing people, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but convincing people to join you, to gather around you, to partner with you. I'm just going to say engaging. I like that much better than convincing. Engaging people to be engaged with what's important to you. One quick question. Why biking? You said in your 50 years you've biked maybe a total of a 1,000 miles, and here you are on this, this huge trip. Why biking? Why not something more in one place? What, what was the purpose of, what was the reason for biking? Um, a year earlier, I had, I had done a ride for, uh, for cancer uh, from Philadelphia okay. to the Jersey Shore, and it was 70 miles, and I thought, you know what, if I can do this one, I can go a lot longer, but uh, we wanted to do something that was hard. It would be a challenge, but in a way where lots of people could participate. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it was the planning, the riding, the driving, there was, as we thought through it, it allowed us to find uh, purpose for many people to do their parts because we know, whether it's my colleagues at SAP, my friends, my family, we know they're all busy, and we could chop up the work and give everyone an element where if I want to help out with social media, that's the main thing you do. If you want to ride a bike, come mm-hmm. on and join us. If you want to help me pick out a bike, help me figure that as well. So there were many options for many people to do to, to do their part, and uh, we had to make it hard, and we had to make it fun, and I'll tell you, Bonnie, every, every one of those 52 days, we had, uh, we had fun every day. Wonderful, and you are living the, 
the purpose, if you will, of this quote from John Haywood and from your mom, many hands make light work because indeed they did for you. Congratulations, John. And we'll be talking a lot more about how, as I said in the opening, how does somebody like you find the right company with whom or with which to partner? How do you present your case? How do you engage people? How do you make it something that people want to do, understanding that it's a purpose that can be shared and spread and how do companies decide? So big topic and you're the right person for this. So thank you so much. And now I'm going to turn my attention to Fred Yance at Tell It, T-E-L-I-T. And a little bit later when we do the What's in Your Cup today segment, we'll find out what he does. But Fred has sent us a, a great quote from Walt Disney. Fred, this is not the usual one people typically send me from Disney. And in case anybody who's very young somewhere around the world doesn't know who Walt Disney is, I'll give you a brief bio. Walter Elias Disney, 1901 to 1966, American entrepreneur, animator, voice actor, and film producer. He invented Mickey Mouse. Okay, kids, do you remember that? As a film producer, Disney holds a record for the most Academy Awards ever earned by an individual. 22 Oscars from 59 animations. He went to California in the early 1920s and set up Disney Brothers Studio with his brother Roy, and he developed the character of Mickey Mouse in 1928. And uh, John Matthews, I don't know if you know this, about Walt Disney, but he was a heavy smoker, and he died of lung cancer in 1966. Did you know that, John? I did not know that. There you go. I I read the bio, and I got chills. Because, Fred, you picked the quote. Fred, did you know that Walt Disney died from lung cancer? I had no idea. Isn't that interesting? And I have copied his bio off of Wikipedia so many times because I'd say at least once every three months, somebody on one of our umpteen radio series quotes Walt Disney, but it's. It, I think it's if you can dream it, you can make it happen, something like that. So let me get around to the quote already. Here we go from Walt Disney. The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Absolutely perfect quote. Fred Jens, how are you? I'm doing great, Bonnie. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining me. Talk to me about this quote. We're talking about purpose, about companies deciding to engage with, partner with people like John and others who have a quote-unquote worthy cause where everybody can gather around the purpose. So how did you pick the quote? You know, just thinking about the, the number of inputs and the things we can choose to do and all the options we have in life. And you know, your monologue, a company talking about all the wonderful social things they can do and having meetings and activities around meetings and more discussion. You know, at the end of the day, what John's doing is what matters. You get out mm-hmm. and actually start. Um, and I think, you know, Walt Disney did amazing things, and clearly he got up every morning and just began doing. And I think uh, as we look at this, you know, wonderful world we live in today, you know, there's there's so many options, so many things to do that you could get, you know, kind of mired in thinking about it and talking about it. But starting is uh, gives you gives you the speed, and then you can kind of set your course. So you got to get started to get started, and quit talking about it. So that's that's kind of why I picked the quote. I think it was fitting for the topic, and it's something that I try to do myself. Very, very fitting. And and Fred, we all know so many people who talk about, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. We know people who have a bucket list, one day I'll do this and when I retire I'll do that and maybe I'll volunteer and maybe I'll help. And here's John and he just did it. He, was, he wasn't necessarily prepared. It was going to be a big job. He just did it, and people did it. And just quickly tell us how you are related to John's project. 
So Talent and SAP partner on uh, on kind of the IoT go to market and some activities around around that technology space. You know, trying to get data and really interesting information up into their Leonardo stack so that they can create some awesome outcomes. But what I liked about this is. You know, John's ride and the ability to support SAP and to show how IoT can become real, right? There's lots of strange applications for IoT and, and some things that are maybe mythical and, and, and mysterious. But, man, you know, where's the bike? How's the rider? What are we doing? How do we engage them and, uh, and show that to the public as they watch John on his journey with, with all these helpers? I think was something that really struck a nerve with us, and we wanted to make it, we wanted to make it real. Thank you very much. We'll be talking more during the show, Fred, about how Telet decided to do this at the point in time when it needed to be done rather than, wait a minute, we're going to profit from this? So we'll talk about that and how you can advise other people besides John how to present their case. And now let's go around the table just a little bit further and speak with Ashley Tully. Ashley has been on Coffee Break with Game Changers before, and she's coming back again on another project topic in a couple of weeks. Ashley, Channel Marketing at SAP, and Ashley has picked a quote from Barbara Bush. Barbara Bush, knee Pierce, I didn't know her maiden name, First Lady of the U.S. from 1989 to 1993 as the wife of George H.W. Bush, the 41st president. She was also the second lady of the U.S. I've never seen that put with capital letters, Ashley. Second capital S lady, capital L of the U.S. from 81 to 89. Her six children include George W., the 43rd president, and Jeb Bush, the 43rd governor of Florida. Uh, Fred, talk about things uh, synchronizing there. They have two 43s in their family. That's all I'll say. Interesting for me, coming from New York, Barbara Pierce was born in Flushing, New York, and she met George Bush at age 16, and they were married in Rye, New York. I didn't know any of that. And she founded the Barbara Bush Foundation for Family Literacy, also very dedicated to purpose. So here's the quote. Believe in something larger than yourself. Get involved in the big ideas of your time. Ashley Tully, welcome back. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Talk to me about the quote. Are you a big fan of Barbara Bush's Literacy Project? And how did you find the quote? Actually, I, I, I am a big fan um, of, of that project, but I was looking for a quote that talked about getting involved specifically, and um, this, this is, is what that's all about, um, not just talking about it, but actually like what you're saying with John, getting involved and, and actually making a difference. Okay, thank you very much. When, and they say, she says, big ideas of your time. Ashley, sometimes it's the little ideas, isn't it? It's a local idea. It's something from someone's heart or someone's family or someone's idea. And it may not be the, I'm just going to say this, I hope it doesn't sound terrible, the disease of the month or the charity of the year or whoever is the most visible. Sometimes it's finding something that matters to you and a few people and then trying to engage more people. And am I right about that, Ashley? It doesn't always have to be the popular one, the big one. I think absolutely. And I think a lot of times, even though it may be small in nature, if it's important to you, it's big. So, you know, if we're talking about fighting big ideas of our time. Certainly eliminating cancer is, is a really big idea, but this is something that's personal to John. Um, so he's going to be more passionate about it and hopefully that much more successful. Um, but we have other big, big ideas of our time that 
people may not, you know, really be focused on, especially in our country, maybe like saving endangered species from becoming extinct or, or solving issues around drug addiction and drug use. Um, that's something that can be very personal or, or just helping people that are less fortunate. These are all big topics. Or, or you could even say small topics if it's personal, yeah. but, but technology can play a, a, a critical, critical role. Thank you. And that's what we're talking about today. And our topic, in case I haven't said it so far, is IoT. That's Internet of Things for Good. We're specifically going to look at the role of IoT and sensors, IoT for Good. And the title I'm adding to this is Cycling Purpose Around the World. John, I could have said recycling, but I wanted to get the bicycle <laughs> word in there. Cycling, but I'm, I'm picturing a bicycle around a globe. We need a logo for this episode, John Matthews. So, John Matthews, it's time for us to go around the table quickly and ask a couple of questions. Number one, I call them two personal questions, not too personal. Uh, TWO, number one, is where are you calling from? Number two is what's in your cup today? Or let's talk about what powers you. What drink powers you to do everything you do so well, John Matthews? Um, thank you. I'm calling from uh, just outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And there, there's two different things in my cup this morning. One, one is I went out for my bike ride this morning, and I... Um, I use a tablet called NUN, N-U-U-N, which is uh, good for people who are you know, doing high-endurance athletics. Uh, it's, it's like a sports drink, but it doesn't have as much sugar. And, you know, if it was later in the day, Bonnie, uh, it wouldn't have been NUN by now. It would have been a good Irish beer. Um, <laughs> I'm partial to Harp or, uh, <laughs> Harp or Smithix, but uh, an Irish I've- beer for sure. I've never heard of none. I've looked them up. None is healthy hydration, electrolyte enhanced drink, tab is gluten free, dairy and soy free, safe for clean sport and made from plant based ingredients. That's the one, right, John? It, it is, and that's what my nutritionist said last year. Said go go do this stuff and I, I know how to listen, so very, very interesting. What's your favorite flavor? I see here they have a citrus berry mixed flavor pack, and they have uh, uh, citrus berry. I'm looking at just this particular one. What's your favorite? There's a lemonade, pink lemonade, which is great. Okay. And when you say They're a tab, do you do you chew the tab or do you drink the drink? How do you deliver it? You take the, put the tablet into your drink, and for every 16 ounces, it takes a tablet, and it, uh, it does a great job. Wow. Well, Bon Appetit in 2017, I shouldn't say this on the air, said none tablets are better than Gatorade. Ooh, we just leave that one alone. Everybody, you can decide. Thank you, John Matthews. Fred Yentz, <laughs> where are you today? And what's going So Three questions for you. Where are you today? What's your favorite drink that powers you? And what's new at Tell It? Go ahead, Fred. Sure. So I'm actually uh, visiting a strategic customer today. I'm up in the east side of Cleveland, Ohio, um, mm-hmm. a little cooler than Boca Raton, Florida, where home is. Um, and I am I, I, in my cup today. And beggars can't be choosers. I'm a guest, so I'm I'm drinking a cup of coffee, and the and the cup says Panera Bread on it. So I think it was catered in, and I'm pretty pretty happy to have it. I'm glad you're happy. Did you put anything in the coffee? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> okay. So, and if you uh, had an F- like John style later on tonight, maybe I'll find an Irish uh, an Irish pub somewhere. But that's no. what I was looking for. What's your you have a favorite Irish beer? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm kind of a natural a Guinness kind of guy. I do like I do like the stout. Okay, thank you very much. And what's going on at Tell It? And we're going to be talking more about your company during the show. But what what's new since we've spoken to you last? 
Oh, you know, tell it well with the backwinds of IoT and connected everything. Uh, we we live in a pretty busy place, so you know we're we're doing more of the same and uh, lots of different use cases and working with cognitive platforms and everybody wants to do big data and analytics and machine learning and all these cool things, but you know you can't do much of that without getting the source data. And we're the device to data model guys, so. If you want to connect something, whether it's got two wheels and rolls or whether it's a big dump truck or something like that, we're the, we're the folks to help you do that. And, uh, and that's what occupies uh, 24 hours of our day every day. Thank you very much, and I have to congratulate you on your new role. What do you do as the president of Strategic Partnerships? What does that role mean? Well, IoT is a community of participants. There's people that make assets. There's people that make uh, outcomes, you know, if you, if you think of the SAP side, and there's a lot of pieces in between. And uh, we need to make sure that we have the global reach, the right routes to market, and the right technical partnerships to, uh, to really thrive. And that's, that's sort of pivoted to make that one of my key responsibilities. Thank you very much. Nice to have you back. And now let's go around the table and ask Miss Ashley Tully, where are you today? And what's your favorite drink that powers you? Because I know you work with a lot of partners on a lot of these wonderful purpose projects, Ashley. And, and what's new with you in your world? So I'm in Charlotte, uh, I should say steamy Charlotte, North Carolina, not far mm-hmm. from you, Bonnie. That's right. I'm sure, you're, you're in steam as well. And yep. um, so... I'm envisioning drinking um, some sort of tropical drink where I've got my feet propped up and there's a pineapple on the side of the glass and I'm at the beach and that's not where I am. I'm at my desk and I'm drinking black coffee. But we're just going <laughs> to pretend like I'm at the beach and I'm drinking something fun. I like that a lot. And what's new with you in terms we'll, we'll talk about some of the partnerships and purpose projects you're working on later in the show when we get to the roundtable, but anything new with you and your role? Um, I, you know what? The, what I've been doing mostly this year, which is new to SAP, is working with partners to get these stories out, which is um, we kind of backed into it. Um, been working with partners for over 20 years, but now we're starting to work with them to actually get these stories out about you know, how technology is actually not just front office, back office type stories, but it's actually impacting everybody in a positive way in our day-to-day lives. And um, being in Charlotte, North Carolina, there's not an SAP office here, so there's plenty of people that aren't familiar with what we do. So to be able to piece together for them how this type of technology does these types of things can help find a cure for lung cancer or help save endangered species or help uh, communities deal with drug addiction. And that's, that's what I'm spending my time doing now, which I love. I'm very passionate about it. I know you are, and we can always hear that in your voice when you come on radio with us. So thank you very much, Ashley. And the three of you may remember that on radio show days, they don't let me anywhere near caffeine. I'm being very good about that. So it's just cool, clear water in the same clear glass mug that I had when I was working out of my home office in New York. I'm here, as Ashley alluded to, in Durham, North Carolina. It's going to be another steamy one, but thank goodness the sky is very blue. Ashley, what I'm trying to get used to here 
in Durham is that I call it Florida weather because you can get a squall in the middle of the afternoon, sky gets dark, rain is swept almost at a 45 degree angle, you can't see out the window, there's thunder, sometimes lightning, the plants are lying down saying, thank God you're watering us, heaven, but they're not happy because they're being drowned. And then 20 to 30 minutes later, it stops and the sky is blue again and it's in the 90s and it's steamy and I just haven't gotten used to that. Uh, over the weekend, I was at my daughter's house 20 minutes away. It was beautiful. Blue skies, hardly a cloud, and it's pouring rain for 15 Just pouring rain. We used to call that a sun shower. And then it stopped, and it was fine. So I'm still getting used to southern weather coming from New York, which was much more much more strange weather, but here we are. So get used to it, Bonnie. We're here on, <laughs> we're here on our special edition, Game Changers with Purpose. This is part of the show we call The Future of the Future with Game Changers. And I have to do a shout-out to my colleague at SAP, Brad Borkin, for coming up with the idea of having a series within a series. Because, yes, Brad, it is very important for us to have a show that helps spread the word that purpose is good, that companies can, quote-unquote, afford to invest in purpose projects. It may not immediately hit your bottom line, but it's going to be good all the way around. That's what customers want. That's what employees want. That's what investors want. That's what's making the world go round. So we are talking today with John Matthews at SAP, Fred Yentz at Tellit, Ashley Tully at SAP. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We're talking about, in particular, a bike ride project John Matthews came up with for purpose, for good. And we're going to look at the two questions as if you're a big company or a mid-sized company or even a small one. How do you pick the right projects to exemplify purpose for your company to really live it and if you're a person with a purpose-driven project how do you attract the support you can use and need and benefit from from companies how do you get in front of them so all I'm going to say is don't even think of touching that mouse that app that dial we're going to take a 90 second break you can count them along with us and we're going to come back with our roundtable starting off with John Matthews so Aaron out Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Organizations that act with purpose can impact the greater social world. In doing so, they can also improve their bottom line, boost morale among employees, find it easier to attract top talent, and overall, make the world around them a better place. Purpose is everywhere, and we will help you align your organization to move forward with renewed purpose and vigor, enabling it to thrive in the short term and long term. Join our experts as they analyze and discuss how purpose-driven organizations can lead to a better present and future for everyone. Game Changers with Purpose is presented by SAP. Visit SAP.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America. 
You're listening to Game Changers with Purpose, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Game Changers with Purpose. Yes, indeed. We're talking about purpose today from a couple of angles. We're talking about it from the perspective of how you as an individual or a group, if you have a project, if you have a need, if you have something that's purpose-driven, how do you get in front of companies to engage with them to get their support, whether it's technology, whether it's people, funding, or any combination thereof, or PR, or anything. And then the flip side of that is if you're a company, how do you decide which projects with which to engage that will live and fulfill your purpose so that you can truly say we're a purpose-driven company rather than just throwing that word around. I want to just revisit the quotes my three panelists sent me, and this will help set the stage. We're talking today with John Matthews, Global VP at SAP, Fred Yentz, President of Strategic Partnerships at Telit, T-E-L-I-T, and Ashley Tully, Channel Marketing at SAP. Let me just read the three quotes, and then we will start the roundtable formally with John Matthews from the perspective of if you're a person or a group, how do you get in front of companies? So first quote was from John Haywood and the late Kathleen Matthews' favorite quote, many hands make light work. Okay, so we're talking about working together as a group. Then the quote from Fred Yentz from Walt Disney was, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. So as I like to say on this case, we're talking about ride hard, breathe easy. John Matthews, uh, we'll talk a little more about his project. Uh, the idea is put your foot to the pedal, put the pedal to the metal and get going already, damn it, I'm going to say that. And the third quote was from Barbara Bush via Ashley Tully, believe in something larger than yourself, get involved in the big ideas of your time. And I'm going to paraphrase that, get I get involved with ideas and make it worth your time. That's how I'm going to rephrase that, Ashley. I hope late Barbara Bush doesn't mind that. So let's talk to John Matthews. John, perspective, please. You happen to work for SAP, but you had a very, very important project. You're passionate about it. It hit home to you, lung cancer. The statistics are are frightening. And you as a person needed to find a way to engage a much bigger group, a company for technology, two companies, three companies. So how should people go about this, John? I've been with SAP for almost 25 years. So mm-hmm. what what I've learned through working for the for this great company is um, is is contacting just simply working with the right people. So we we first came up with a, a basic strategy, um, and fortunately at SAP we have a framework where uh, we do work already with cancer. We obviously mm-hmm. have great technology, and um, there is a uh, with our corporate social responsibility part of our company. We care a lot about employee-driven events or employee-driven opportunities. So there's a framework already out there, and mm-hmm. I simply contacted the right people, the people who run corporate social responsibility globally, and asked them two questions. Do you care about what I'm doing, and mm-hmm. do you want to be part of it? And the answer can be no. You know, not everybody's going to care about everything. We, we all don't have the time, but ultimately we built, we built a team of people who understood what we were trying to do, who were passionate about it, and it, and it transferred. It wasn't just, it, it, it started out as my idea, but now it's 100 people. It's their idea. It's their, it's their personal mission towards this. It's their personal purpose towards this. So they feel emboldened to go out and either ride or drive or, or spend their times at nights and weekends to, uh, to help make a difference in what we're doing here. 
John, what if you weren't working for SAP? I want I want to I want to dial that back up. But tell where can people find out about what you're doing? Let's just get that up there right right now. Where can people find out more about your project? Our uh, Ride Hard Breathe Easy is the name of it. So it's ridehardbreatheeasy.com. Um, there's our blog site, our donation site, and of course on Twitter we're at ride the number four lungs. Okay. Uh, and the piece I wanted to you know touch into mm-hmm. this, you'll 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 see it there is that. So lung cancer is, most people don't realize that it's the number one cancer killer in the world. And when my mom got sick and died of lung cancer, we learned throughout it that not only are the statistics bad about, um, about being the number, most common cancer in the world, but in every state in the United States, it kills more people um, than any other cancer. And there, there is more that needs to be done because there's such a stigma associated with people yeah. who have died of lung cancer. And the stigma is that they're often accused of having smoked and not admitting it. Uh, you're, you told me in your notes before the show, John, that you met someone who said she, this is t- terrible, she lied about the type of cancer she had because she knew if she said she had lung cancer, people would look at her accusingly. How horrible is that, John? <laughs> I, I met the woman who said, I, yeah. I have breast cancer to get, to, to get support. Um, lung cancer, there's stigma, people, you know, the, the five-year survival rate isn't great. And so people are, feel ashamed because it's, it's been um, projected as a, a, a smoker's disease. People have done it to themselves. And, and like my mom, 80% of the people either haven't smoked in decades or have never smoked. And there's something in Congress right now, both the Senate and the House, to look at why are, and this, this is scary to me, why are young, athletic women who have never smoked, why are more young, athletic women being diagnosed with lung cancer than ever before? Mm-hmm. And so there's funding, there's, there's a bill that needs to be approved, and, and it's, it, it gets back to everyone thinks it's a, it's a smoker's disease. And, and everyone, I mean, it's, you know, if you're not in a cancer or a research hospital, most doctors just, they can't keep up with everything. If you're in a community hospital, they don't, they don't know how to best... How to best um, how to best work with that? How to best work with lung cancer? So as we learn this, we wanted to turn this uh, you know the tragedy of my mom passing of lung cancer into something that was meaningful to have other people have better outcomes than uh, than my mom had. Yes, good heart, John Matthews. I'm going to save my next question, even though we don't usually do this as a question and answer. I'm going to move around the table to Fred Yance at Tellit. And Fred, when Tellit is approached by somebody like John. What do you expect them to say? Do they need a booklet? Do they need a website? Do they need a blog site? What do you expect them to do to help you, A, pay attention to their project, and B, to care about it, and C, present it as valid, and four, get you involved as a company that can provide support? So, Fred, let's look at it from how should somebody approach a company like you? You know, this is an, this is an interesting example. Um, it came to us very, very casually. It was through mm. some acquaintances and some professional relationships that we had at uh, at, at SAP. Uh, Andy Hancock, by name, uh, it was a gentleman we were working with, and he mentioned John's endeavor and that you know maybe we could get involved and the kinds of things we did might be interesting. Um, we 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 talked about it briefly. We said, yeah, it's pretty neat. It's nice. It's, it makes sense. It's a, certainly a noble cause. 
And then uh, we had another discussion, I guess it was uh, about eight weeks ago now, at Sapphire with some, some other people on John's extended team. And they said, well, could you do this? Could you do that? And you, know, you could just see they were excited about this. Hmm. One of the things that I think is most important is you've got to have somebody on the other side that's passionate. And that passion is infectious. And if you see somebody that's excited about what they're doing, you know, clearly the benchmark is it's got to be a, 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 a reasonable cause, right? But mm-hmm. if that reasonable cause is associated with personal passion and someone's excited, then uh, I, think, I think, you know, we, we were excited to be in. Okay. And, and go back a little bit, if you don't mind, Fred, to, to my question about how do you express that passion? Do you need a, an established, beautiful website? Do you need to be tweeting about it? Do you need to have a blog and have experts blogging about what's important and, and about the statistics? John just mentioned the frightening and disastrous, seriously disastrous statistics about lung cancer. How do they present it so that it comes across as passionate but not overdone, not hokey, not, oh, I'm in tears, you got to help me. How do they do it so that they would capture your, the attention of you or somebody at your company and it looks valid and you would want to be engaged with them? What's the, is there a formula there? Is there a tone of voice? Is it glossy materials? What, what do they need to do? You know, this wasn't oversold at all. It was, like I said, it was a very casual discussion, you know, sitting down, you know, over a couple cups of coffee talking about what's what's coming up and, and why SAP is doing this and what it's all about. And I, quite frankly, hadn't heard anything about it from the previous year's activity. So for me, it was just new. And I thought, wow, this is pretty neat. It's, it's neat that, you know, other people inside the SAP company are rallying mm-hmm. around what John's doing. And I thought that that was great. So clearly the, the blogs and the tweets and the websites and the promotion, that's important. But that's not what hooked us. That's, I think, what's important to, to get, you know, the donors and the awareness. And, you know, that's the mm-hmm. outreach of the event. That's way, you know, separate from kind of Tellet's involvement. Tellet was just intrigued that it made sense. Um, okay. You know, clearly we looked at it and said, what can we, you know, how can we participate? Uh, you know, it's not a monetary thing. It's, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's an in-kind. It's a, it's a being involved. It's putting yep. some folks and some technology in, in works to, to make this a better event or something that can, can be publicized better with real data. And, and it was a match. It was just flat okay. out. It was just a match, Bonnie. One more question before I get Ashley in on this. Fred, if Mary Smith or Bob Jones had come to you, they didn't work for SAP, they didn't have SAP behind their project, and they said, hey, I have a couple of relatives who died from lung cancer, and I want to start this bike ride, and I think it's a great idea, and I know that Telet has technology that might really help improve the safety of our riders and get behind us, and we'd love to have your backing and partner with you. Would you have talked to them? I think we would have said, well, what are your real goals? How do you, you know, what is, what is a success? If, if we help and you're passionate about this, what is the outcome you're trying to derive? Is it a monetary goal? Is it an awareness goal? And I think, you know, if they could have articulated it well and, uh, and it made sense to us, I don't know that we would have said yes or no, but we would have listened. If somebody has a wild idea and they're passionate, as you said, and they just, you know, all wound mm-hmm. up, but there's not necessarily a plan, then I think that's, that's less interesting. So you, you want to put your, your time and your, your resources into things that make a difference. 
And if you don't have a, an outcome and a planned objective, then I think it's, it's a weaker presentation for sure. Thank and, and you. And that was That's, questioned with SAP. Yep. That's where I wanted to get to it. Somebody just literally off the street. Ashley Tully, love to get your thoughts on what do you see, the people you've experienced, how do you see them being successful in getting the attention of SAP, if they're not John Matthews, and of Atelit and, and any other company. You work with a lot of these purpose projects. What is our formula, Ashley, for getting a company to pay attention to you? You know, it hasn't really been that difficult. Um, I know that sounds crazy, but once you get the word out, people want to get involved. They, uh, I think a lot of people sit back and wish they could make a difference but aren't really sure how to make a difference or how to get involved. But if you can spell out, even at a high level, what your needs are, not just that I'm trying to find the cure for cancer, but this is how I'm going to go about it. This is what I need. Then people can get involved because they know how to get involved. I like that very much. John Matthews, let me circle around to you. Any thoughts on what Ashley and Fred have just shared with us? Well, I I'm, appreciate both of their time and, and what they put into this. Um, you notice that if you have a clear idea of what you want to do, um, you, that's a starting point. Um, but when you work with, um, with Fred and his team, they take it to another level and it gets back to the, 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 the piece that mom always said, which is many hands make light work, but many ideas make this grow. Um, I'm excited to do it again this year. There's, and we've, we've come up with ways where more people can be involved. I'll talk about that later on. And it's, uh, it's going to be a, a great second ride. And, um, and what Ashley and team have done as far as getting this message around purpose to our customers, to our partners, it's, it's, been, it's been wonderful to see the, the reaction. And we're expecting big things this year and even bigger things in the future. Thank you very much. That sounds like a wrap-up, but we still have 15 minutes left to the show. Thank you, John. Fred Yance, let's talk about why companies should do good. What's the long-view business case for purpose when money is not directly going to the bottom line? You talked about being excited about joining into a project. It intrigued you. It was interesting to you. You knew SAP had already backed John's project. But why would Teletalk to anybody else? What's in it for you? You know, we want to we want to make sure one. Like I said, it's a, it's a it's a cause that makes sense. But you know, when you, when you think about how a company participates, and we're not we're not a giant company. We're we're a, a mid sized company, about a thousand people globally. Uh, clearly, we want to do some things that our contribution is identified as value. Um, you know, there's there's some corporate goodwill that we kind of look at and we say, hey. We, we want to be good guys. We want to go make this, uh, this change. But, you know, how will it reflect secondarily on Tellit? You know, what, what can we provide that can potentially be repurposed? Uh, you know, and, and for example, mm. this ride, you know, if, and I ride. Uh, I don't ride as I don't. I won't go 3,500 miles in the next 50 days, John. But, um, <laughs> you know, I like to ride, and I've been out there, and people have fallen and and uh, you know, gotten injured or had breakdowns, and having the ability to to track someone that's out there, whether your spouse is out on a ride or not, and be able to see where they're at. You know, are they safe? You know, in and there's some derivative value that can be displayed in your participation. I mean, uh, you know, or you could just be money, right? Maybe somebody just looking mm-hmm. for a donation. But we really like, you know, we're a technology company, so we really like to put our technology 
and what we can what we can bring to the to the event to the to the to the excitement to the data to making it real is really where we like to put our our time and energy. So there is a little bit of a corporate, I don't want to say selfishness, that's not really the point, but I think there's a point of view where you want to make sure what you do um, it comes through in, in your cooperation with anything. Thank you, Fred. And Fred, some of the, you sent me a note about some of the specific technology that's involved here that you're doing. Uh, you say Tellit is showcasing collaboration with our ecosystem and it's cool. And I like, you've got the passion, Fred Yens. You, you sent me so many notes that said, this is cool and this is cool and this is even cooler. And I love that. I rarely get that in my notes from a guest before a show. So I'm very appreciative. But j- just give us a couple of examples here. Um, you talk about the RH Ride Hard Breathe, Breathe Easy RHBE being John Matthews Project leverages technology and expertise we've refined over the years in different applications that are used for a purpose from environmental to healthcare to personal safety applications. Just tell us briefly what is Buddy, what is C-Sense, what is Big Belly, I like that one, and Telcare. Can you just give us a quick overview? Oh, yeah. So, you know, these are kind of our customers, our collaborators. Buddy is a wearable personal safety device. So you've seen them. Uh, you know, I've fallen and I can't get up kind of devices. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. using a cliche from TV commercials. But, yeah. uh, you know, if you're a lone worker, if you're out there in the, the tundra, you know, and you're out there by yourself and something goes wrong, you want to have the ability for someone to basically phone home if you got a challenge. Um, the C-Sense is a bicycling uh, and lighting solution, so it's, it's around safe cycling. Uh, they're a company that we've worked with. Big Belly's environmental you know, benefits, they're the, uh, the trash uh, in, uh, in smart city solutions for route management, not really tied to this, to this event. But um, you know, Buddy and C-Sense kind of technologies are perfect examples of how you can apply it to uh, you know, tracking, you know, mobility of riders, health of riders, um, and, and, you know, partnerships, like I said, IoT has so many ways to collect and, and, and acquire data and, and move real-time information up to where it can be viewed on a website so people can track the event, whatever they want to mm-hmm. see. So those are, those are the kinds of things that we're going to bring, not just talent into the game, but we'll, we'll, we'll extend this and share our excitement with some of our partners to make sure that they they're uh, they're participating as well. Thank you very much, Ashley. I know you've been waiting patiently to tell us about a couple of the other projects you're working on, and I know one of your passion is Epi use because we've talked about it on our flagship show, I believe, Coffee Break with Game Changers, and you're coming back with the uh, the nonprofit ERP Elephants, Rhinos, and People. I love that because ERP catches everybody's attention because they think it's something else. Uh, so why don't you just briefly tell us about Epi use and ERP, and then I think you also want to talk about Cello Nova Biosciences since we're on the topic of, of health, why don't we talk about that a little. Ashley, give us an overview of some of your projects. So I've been working with EpiUse uh, and their nonprofit ERP to get the word out on what they're working on. As you mentioned, we've got a show coming up on the 22nd, um, which is a whole new story. So in the past, we've been talking about drones and how they've collared the elephants and they're tracking them for their safety because what the ultimate goal is to try to bring these animals out, off of the endangered list and to, to, to save them. Um, so now they're working on a, a relocation project where they're relocating 81 elephants and 21 rhinos, and the bottom line is to save their lives. 
Um, they have several relocations underway because so they can't move them all at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. But th- these animals have been on reserves, which in many cases they have too many of them. I mean, these are uh, the elephants can weigh as much as 13,000 pounds and consume as much as one adult elephant might consume up to 300 pounds of food in a day. So it takes a big Ooh. toll on the environment. Yeah. So they need to kind of spread them out. Um, and when it, what ends up happening is local communities will actually apply for culling permits. And it sounds crazy to me. Why would you be killing these animals when they're on the endangered list? But they have to because they're, they, they've either got to relocate them or they've got to cull them. So um, ERP has intervened, and they're providing people, uh, funding, technical expertise. You know, they're, they're trying to get their arms around this initiative. It's a huge undertaking. Um, they actually sedate these animals. Um, mm. They load them into recovery crates on trucks. They have to monitor them constantly because you know, their health and their well-being is, is at, in their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, they're relocating them any, anywhere as far as 35 to 40 hours away. <clears throat> they're keeping families together, which is, which is important. Um, and one of the things that I think is really cool is that they're actually relocating them to areas where they haven't been for as much as 120 years. So... These these places they're taking them to are uh, elephants and rhinos were there a long time ago, but they haven't been there in a long time. So it's it's just an awesome awesome undertaking. Um, their lives are in our hands, and all of these people are just so passionate about what they're doing. And this is this is hundreds of people working on these initiatives to to save these animals. And um, so it obviously it's very near and dear to my heart, but also many other people within SAP. Thank you. Um, and then the other yes, the Selenova. Other I was intrigued by that. What is Selenova? All right. So Selenova is a, a, a bioscience c- company, and they have worked on creating stents, um, which which are uh, helping people that have heart disease. So I think many of us have probably heard about people that get stents when they uh, have it, maybe they have a heart attack oncoming or they can mm-hmm. see that they're coming. Uh, something like that is, is down the road. So they put these stents in. But they, they developed, uh, and I'm not as much of a technical person, but I, from what I have learned from speaking with them is they've developed this um, polycoding that goes on the stent. And it's the first time that they have had um, the results of absolutely no rejections from the patient. So Whoa. they're using technology to do this. Um, which is just amazing to me. Um, you have to do analytics. You have to be able to take the information from the testing that they do and, uh, and get results and therefore make better decisions, more timely decisions. Um, there's, there's another healthcare initiative that I really wanted to, to bring up as well. We have a partner, ESRI, E-S-R-I, mm-hmm. uh, and they are working towards um, fighting the opioid epidemic in North America, which is such a critical as a learning um, undertaking because it affects people all over the place and, and not necessarily people that you would imagine. Um, it, it, they could, these can be health, healthy athletes, somebody who had an injury and they start taking op- opioids to help them with pain management and get addicted. So anybody can have an issue. And so they're using um, a powerful geographic mac- mapping technology. It uses spatial mapping and analytics from SAP HANA. And they're able to take this data and provide uh, insights on the topic. So, you know, this is just the opioid crisis. Maybe they're, you know, they're trying to track refugees in Bangladesh, or maybe they're tracking a mm-hmm. killer whale population. I mean, the bottom line is this mapping tech, uh, technology can help organizations make more intelligent 
evidence-based decisions. So um, this is another one of those topics that you can easily be passionate about. People are interested in learning how are we addressing these issues, and maybe we do have a chance at being successful in, in saving lives. Thank you. And I have to tell you that you mentioned Esri. And uh, John, I want you to be positioned for our crystal ball. we got to go into it quickly now. Thank you, Ashley. Steve Benner, B-E-N-N-E-R, formerly from Esri, was a guest on our series, um, Internet of Things with Game Changers, talking about GIS, working on, well, Esri is a world leader in geographic information systems, GIS. Very, very interesting. So, yes, I, I know Esri had been on at least one of our shows. Thank you for the reference. Ashley, terrific to get to to know the types of wonderful projects you work on. Mr. John Matthews, you're up. I'm going to give everybody 60 seconds because that is actually all we have. John, any contact information, anything you want to give people about where to get involved with or learn about your wonderful Ride Hard, Breathe Easy RHBE project? Go ahead, John. 60 seconds sure. and predict for me. Go ahead. Yeah, we have. So one of the things, just listening to what Ashley um, and Fred we're talking about is our model is anybody can be a part this year. So last year it was mainly about a guy on a bike going across the country for his mom, and, and we've, we've expanded the model so anybody can be a part. Um, companies like Fred's, I'd encourage them not to be too humble. Be selfish about this because the larger this grows, the better it is for everybody. All of our funds go to two nonprofits who fight lung cancer every day, and so we're proud to just simply turn the money over to other people. Um, and there's two things, right? There's two things that people can do to be part of it this year. Each day we put a face to lung cancer, and we do a tribute to someone who's been impacted, whether they're living or still, whether they're still fighting it or they passed. Mm-hmm. And so contact us at tribute at rhbe.org. Or secondly, you can ride in November. We're going to be riding around the world. And, and when you look at uh, virtually riding around the world using Strava, which is a cycling app, and so my predictions are we're going to ride around, this, ride around the world this year, 24,901 miles. We're going to ride to the moon next year, 240,000 miles, mm. by adding up everybody's miles. <laughs> and then in year 10 of Ride Hard, Breathe Easy, we're going to have 100,000 people riding every November, November's Lung Cancer Awareness Month. So I encourage anybody, just, just go to Strava, look for Ride Hard, Breathe Easy, join our club. And your miles, and we already have people from Peru, from Malaysia, from Russia, from the U.S., from Canada, from Ireland, all over the world who are already part of it. We have 275 people part of it, and we're looking to get uh, eventually to 100,000 people in 2026. Thank you. I love that prediction. We've got just 30 seconds for Fred and 30 seconds for Ashley. Veet, veet, as I say in French. Quick, quick, Fred, what's your prediction, please? Uh, You know what? I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to predict that John is wildly successful. Ah, I like that. that. I like that. that. I think the ride's great. I think expanding it for everybody to participate is good. And, you know, I guess we'll see you at the moon. I like Ashley. What do we wear when we go to the moon on the ride? I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. Ashley, uh, I give you 30 seconds for your prediction. Go ahead. I, I just have to just mimic exactly what Fred just said. Um, I think people want to get involved. Now they know how they can get involved. Just just do it. Just do it. Okay. Many We're hands make light it. work. 
Many right. hands make light work and many feet make faster bike riding. There we go. <laughs> I want to thank our three wonderful panelists. It's been such a pleasure speaking with all of you. John Matthews, Ashley Tully, both from SAP, Fred Yens at Tellit. Uh, just such a pleasure. And I have to thank the sponsor of this series at SAP, my colleague Brad Borkin. This is Game Changers with Purpose, a mini-series under the banner of the future of the future. And I think we can safely say that the future of the future will be a better future. Ooh, I used that word three times in a sentence. If we all have purpose, if we live it, if we support it, if we find something to care about besides ourselves. There you go. So I want to do a shout out to Aaron Keller at World Talk Radio, our engineer extraordinaire. And again, Brad Borkin, thank you so much for bringing us this wonderful topic. And Ashley, as well, you brought it. So here we go. Here's my call to action. And John, I sometimes wonder if we should have seatbelts on bikes, but that's another discussion. Fasten your seatbelt, whatever you're riding or driving. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a purpose-driven game changer. Ooh, today, just like John Matthews riding to the moon, just like Fred Yance at Tell It, and just like Ashley Tully. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Game Changers with Purpose, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.